Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said of him, Here is a true child of Israel. There is no duplicity in him. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? Jesus answered and said to him, Before Philip called you, I saw you under the fig tree. Nathanael answered him, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus answered and said to him, Do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than this. And he said to him, Amen, amen, I say to you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. We celebrate today the feast of the archangels, Michael, Gabriel, and Raphael. Sometimes we can think of angels as nice, chubby, childish, cute creatures. If you Google angels, most likely you will find a picture of a baby with wings. Don't do it now, do it after mass if you want to <laughs> prove my thesis. But angels are real. They are real as your dog, real as your sister. They are spiritual beings. They have no body, but they are real beings, real persons. If we think that here we are more or less 100 persons, we should also say that really we are 203 persons, all of us our guardian angels, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Angels are with us and they interact with us. And that's why we celebrate this feast. What would an angel say if he could give or she could give this homily? That's a very tough question because I don't know exactly, but this is what I think they could think or they could say. The first thing is, that they are made for worship. We are made for worship. Jesus speaks about children and he says that there are angels in heaven always. Sorry, this is done. There are angels in heaven always look upon the face of my heavenly father. When speaking about the guardian angels, Jesus reveals his truth. 
their angels in heaven always look upon the face of my heavenly father. They're in a, if you want, 24-7 adoration, looking at the face of God. This might seem so boring, like, oh, like looking at the face of God my whole life. But think of God as fire, as the scripture speaks many times. And that fire as a symbol of his love, as we read in the first reading. In the first reading, we listen of the ancient one, who is the father, sitting in a throne with flames of fire and a stream of fire flowing out from where he sat. And thousand upon thousand ministering upon him. So this fire flowing from the throne of God, this fire flowing from God and the angels contemplating him with this penetrating intelligence, this unified will. They're so lucky they have no phones. They're just like worshiping God without distractions. And that's the first thing angels remind us, the importance and the goal to worship to recognize the transcendence, the power, the beauty of God. Because they look at the face of the Father and they minister upon his throne. Angels are so beautiful, so filled with the love of God, so filled with the life of God. When Isaiah had a vision in the temple, chapter 6, it says that two seraphims, Seraphims are the highest level of angels, and they started to speak to each other. Seraph means fiery one. These angels fill with fire, with charity. And this is what they said, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God of hosts. They're worshiping God. And that's the first thing angels want to lead us to. They want us to attract us, to lead us, to draw us to that worship, that transforming contemplation of the face of God. And that's what we do, especially at Mass, and especially when we sing before the consecration, the Sanctus, we're doing this prayer of the seraphims. And that's what one day we will do, not with faith, but in reality with all the angels and all the saints. And that's so beautiful. That's the first thing we learn from the angels, that we are made for worship. The second thing we learn from this feast is that angels are on our side. We can ask for their help. We can pray to them. They're not deaf. They can hear us. Jesus says in the gospel that you will see the sky opened and then angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. The sky opened and angels of God ascending and descending. Basically, Jesus is saying heaven and earth are more connected than when you think. And angels, they descend to help us. They come to help us. the help of the angels because it's, it's not working. In what way do the angels help us? 
And also, in the letter to the Hebrews, Paul says they are got time, ministering spirits sent to serve us. Angels are ministering spirit who are sent to serve us. There are three ways in which angels help us. The first is they communicate important messages. Think, for example, of the incarnation when the angels came and they appeared to the shepherds. A savior is born for you. Or think of the angel Gabriel sent from God to a virgin to announce the the incarnation of Jesus. Or think of the resurrection, and this is the best one, Matthew 28. It says that the guards are in the tomb. There is an earthquake. An angel of the Lord descends from heaven. He rolls back the stone, because angels, they can move things. And then he sat upon it. He sat upon it. How could it be better than that? Like an earthquake, an angel appears, he moves a stone, and then he sits upon the stone. And the guards, says the gospel, they were like dead men. I will be like dead for three days. Like If I see an angel move a stone and then sit upon the stone. And then the angel says, he's not here. He has been raised. Oh, by the way, he's not here. Jesus is alive. Like all these fireworks. And then, oh, also Jesus is alive. So the message of the angels, that's the first thing they do. They communicate to us things. And many times, maybe you might have experienced things or ideas that came through the intercession and the influence of angels. The second thing angels do is they console us. They strengthen us. When Jesus was in the desert, says the gospel that um, angels were sent to him, to minister to him. He was fasting, he was tired, he was tempted. And angels were sent to minister, to bring consolation to him. And when he was in Gethsemane, it says that to strengthen him, an angel from God appeared to him. So he was in that agony and this angel came to strengthen, to console him. And again, many times, angels might have come to your life to strengthen you, to console you, and you never realized. Jesus was very much aware of all those angels. And finally, angels come when you come and you can call upon them. They are always ready to come in haste when you pray for their assistance. Think of Matthew 26. Peter wants to kill all those soldiers who come to pick up Jesus. And Jesus says, do you think that I cannot call upon my father and he will not provide me at this moment with more than 12 legions of angels? Don't you think that I can call right away and legions of angels will come? By the way, this is the first Catholic Uber ever. Like, he calls and they come right away. If you think angels, they are fast. The wings, angels don't have wings because they don't have bodies. But scripture asks us to portray them with wings. 
the wings, they symbolize the speed of the angels. So you can call upon them. And also angels, they protect us when we are tempted. Revelations 12, St. Michael, the archangel, the prince of the heavenly host, he fights against, with his angels, says the book of Revelation, against the dragon and his angels. And they fight and Satan is defeated. And Michael conquers. So you can also call upon them in your moments of temptation when you need protection. Especially pray to your guardian angel. Today pray to St. Michael, Gabriel and Raphael, but every day pray to your guardian angel. Think how powerful is this reality that for God, your salvation is so important. He assigned to you a more perfect spiritual being just for you to accompany your whole life and to lead you to glory. So important is your salvation for him that he gives to the angels and especially your guardian angel. I don't want to ask you to raise your hands because I, I never pray to my guardian angel, but I'm sure if I ask how many of you have a personal relationship with your guardian angel, most of us will say no. So this week at least do a short prayer to guardian angel. And the third thing angels will say is we are many. We are many. In the Gospel of Luke, in the first Christmas, it says that when the angels appeared to a shepherd, there was a multitude of the heavenly host praising God. A multitude of the heavenly host praising God. And in the first reading, thousands upon thousands ministering to him. Angels can fill all the soccer or football or soccer and football or real football stadiums in the world. They can fill the Maracana, they can fill the Michigan Stadium, the Rose Bowl Stadium, the Camp Noa in Barcelona. They are not enough to fill the capacity of the... There are so many angels, thousands upon thousands, myriads upon myriads, heavenly hosts, multitudes of heavenly hosts. Colossians 1 says that not only we have angels, but also we have types of angels. In him were created all things, the visible and invisible. And that's what we proclaim in the creed, creator of the seen and unseen. Visible reality is not the totality of reality. There's also an unseen, invisible reality that is mainly composed by the angels. And they are part of reality. If you stay only thinking that the visible reality is the only reality, your mindset is too shallow, too narrow. You need to open up your mind. You need to enlarge your mind. And that's what Colossians 1 says, the visible and invisible. And then he says, thrones, dominions, principalities, or powers. These are different categories of angels. Actually, the church has divided in nine choirs of angels. I'm not going to go one by one, but just to get the idea, seraphim and cherubim are the big guys. Those are, the, they get the big bucks, like 
They are worshiping God, the highest order of the hierarchy of angels. Then thrones, dominions, virtues, powers, principalities. Number eight is archangels. These are kind of the janitors. Like They are like lower in the whole thing and we honor them and they are so powerful. Imagine the highest ones and then the guardian angel. There are so many, so different, but they are all worshiping God. And today we pray and we ask for the protection of St. Michael, the Archangel, that he may intercede for each one of us in our faith, in our temptations, that like the angels we may have this powerful worship of God. Like the angels we may fight the good fight, that like the angels we may become a community of faith. I finish with this. One last thing the angels will say to us is, you are so lucky. Angels are more perfect species than human beings. Human beings are more perfect than animals. We are smarter than dogs most of the time. 